You're listening to the Digital Remodeler Podcast. In each episode, we explore the latest trends, tools, and strategies for transforming your home remodeling business in the digital age. Join host Carl Willis, a seasoned home services digital marketing consultant, as he interviews industry experts, shares success stories, and provides actionable tips to help you stay ahead of the curve and build a successful and sustainable home remodeling business in today's ever-evolving market. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this show is the ultimate guide to help you modernize your business and thrive in the digital world. to the Digital Remodeler Podcast. I'm glad you've chosen to join us today. And with me is Nathan Svoboda. He is the president of Wichita Homeworks in Wichita, Kansas. Nathan, good to have you with us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit of your story. You, you've had really phenomenal, explosive growth uh, in your history, but let's kind of start from the beginning. Where did you start from? And we'll kind of talk through your journey a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, went, went to school, did the college thing, got a business degree, um, came out of, uh, you know, college knowing that I wanted to do my own, uh, thing, run my own company. Didn't know exactly what industry that was going to be in yet. Um, but I, uh, I, you know, I started kind of doing some research. I actually initially wanted to start a diesel repair um, business. And I actually built, you know, a, a complete business plan for that. And then uh, even went through the finances and kind of figured out what I thought I needed to get that off the ground. Because uh, it was a, a big, you know, capital expenditure up front. So uh, once I had that number, I was like, well, now I got to come up with that uh, money. And so the one thing I knew from just growing up around it and all that sort of thing was remodeling and, and home, uh, home improvement type projects. Uh, so I got started with that as a means to, uh, hopefully, um, fund the other and, uh, got started into that, got a couple decent sized projects, ended up, uh, realizing that, yeah, maybe this was what, uh, I was more, uh, cut out to be. It's what I knew best. And uh, so that kind of took off from there. And we just started building off of our our uh, successes that we had through that. Fantastic. So when you, you started out, was it just you? Did you have anybody else? Uh, how did you actually get started? Yeah. So first off was just me. So I was doing uh, sales calls, the marketing, uh, the estimating, the project management, uh, I didn't have a, you know, a solid, um, you know, pool of, of subcontractors or suppliers yet. And uh, it also didn't help that I originally was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so I had just moved down here two, three years prior to starting Wichita Homework. So uh, didn't get a whole lot of time to make connections and whatnot to be able to to start the the business. So it was a lot of work. Excellent. So, so kind of take us, you know, from those beginning phases, uh, what, what's the journey look like up to this point? Sure. Yeah. From the very start, um, 
you know, my goal was to do quality uh, work and I didn't want to start like a lot of other companies do where uh, they start as kind of a single trade um, contractor and then they find out, well, I can't do roofing, you know, during the, the winter months. And so they add, uh, you know, bathroom remodels to it and that sort of thing. I always knew I wanted to do the high end, you know, uh, remodel projects from the start. So um, started marketing towards that, got, you know, my first, I can remember my first main floor kitchen remodel that was pretty good size. Um, took a lot of time to make sure I was attentive to detail uh, the quality of work and the the experience of the customer was my first priority for the first you know, a couple of years, um, that was, that was a bigger priority than the money was. Uh, and it's done well now to date, um, because we were able to build that reputation to get our foot in the door for the higher end, uh, remodels. So went from just me to, uh, adding in, uh, my, my dad was actually my second employee. Uh, and then it just started kind of building from there. I started essentially replacing myself in each position as we went. And uh, I was able to keep growing our pool of, of subcontractors. I was able to get busy enough that we hired um, a couple in-house uh, remodel craftsmen. Um, and uh, yeah, um, kept kept rolling with it from there. Uh, so today we have, I think, 12 uh 12 administrative staff three estimators three project managers two designers um, so yeah quite the uh quite the journey yeah quite the journey <clears throat> so let's let's talk a little bit about uh you know how you uh you know grew you you talked about bringing on your dad i know at some, at one point uh, you you decided to bring in a partner Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. At what point did you decide you needed somebody else uh, alongside of you instead of just doing it yourself? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think we were probably four, maybe five years in um, and got to the point where, you know, it was uh, I was still putting in, you know, long, long hours uh, throughout the week. I wasn't really able to turn things off. And um, we actually started working with a subcontractor. Uh, His name was Doug and uh, just started using him for projects, Uh, started working with him more and more. And, uh, you know, eventually got to know him pretty well. Uh, Good guy, good, you know, same values um, in business and personal life. Um, And so we just started kind of you know, we both saw opportunities in each other's skill sets. And so we started um, just working off of those and building off of those. We went from him being a subcontractor to uh, together, we started like a kind of more of a handyman or or smaller project type thing where we were partners in it. Um, and then that kind of rolled into him always helping with, uh, you know, the production side of things with homeworks. Um, and now uh today we because i was able to you know he was able to join us and really add to the team and add to the growth now we have sister companies even um alongside wichita homeworks that i most likely wouldn't have been able to do um had i not had a partner 
um, in it. So, okay, perfect. A little bit smaller piece of the pie, but a lot bigger pie now. <laughs> perfect. So now let, let's talk about you know you started out uh, you 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 did good quality work. Um, how did you how did you make people aware of the kind of work you're doing? You know what what's been kind of the key to you know, getting into that higher end market. Mm -hmm. um, so from the very beginning, uh, referrals are always great. Um, they're, uh, uh, you know, they technically don't cost a whole lot and uh, they hold a lot of weight with the people that are being referred. The hard part with referrals is they take a long time to build and to, uh, for that to really take off and become what, you know, your business is sustained by. So from the very start, um, I took advantage of of just, you know, making sure that I was gathering content from uh, our projects in the way of photos, videos, that sort of thing. And I always made sure that I was also a part of those um, so that I could build that, you know, know, like, and trust, even with people that I hadn't um, actually met in person uh but then also just utilizing social media um to then put that that um content out to everyone so that they could see um and for the first part i started you know just doing kind of the grassroots you could almost call it you know guerrilla marketing i'd go on there and you know follow a bunch of people so that you would get reciprocal follows and I'd like a whole bunch of uh, pages and then go back and unlike them. And uh, I may, I don't know, I may have been part of the reason they've uh, cracked down so hard on a lot of that stuff. But I tried to utilize the free, you know, the free uh, methods as much as possible. But then we, uh, you know, as I continued to build my team and I was able to take on more, uh, we grew our capacity and our skill set. Um, then, you know, we started spending money on it as well. Uh, but, um, you know, working with you guys with simplicity has been great because it's, a you know, definitely a holistic, uh, you know, marketing plan, looking at it from all angles instead of just, uh, finding someone that just is worried about Google ads and, and just Facebook ads, that sort of thing. I think it definitely, uh comes back to just all the different areas that were that people are seeing us that combined uh notoriety is what really has has helped us grow okay good so <clears throat> really having this in your in your mind having this ever presence everywhere you yep. go there you are yep you know type type mixture Excellent. yeah if i can if i can put a a profile up on anything out there you know we've done everything from angie's list to you know some of the big box stores have referral uh you know sites and all that sort of thing our goal is just to be out there everywhere we can be excellent so you you bring up a an interesting you know point of conversation um, a lot of you know business owners struggle with wanting to spend money on their advertising and mm -hmm. you know uh, as you've looked at your marketing over the years uh, how have how have you you know made peace with that that, that there is an expenditure that you're going to put out there um, you know how do you view that how could you help another 
you know, contractor really view marketing in the, the bigger picture? Yeah. So, uh, for sure, I think, uh, it was probably a more general, um, aspect of the business that I learned that really has helped with all of that. So, uh, I learned, you know, well, it feels like too late <laughs> always, but I learned that, or I learned that the numbers really did matter and the costs, uh, of things and knowing my actual numbers, uh, within the business was a huge part of, of our success. So, um, same goes for, so, uh, you know, the first place I started with that was just within the projects, knowing, uh, each project, you know, what did we spend on, on, uh, labor? What did we spend on materials? You know, were there any, uh, you know, what things did I miss in the estimate for next time? Once I started knowing all of those details, I was able to get better at it. So same thing with marketing, um, until you are actual, actually able to track, um, you know, your expenditure with it, it can, it can sometimes feel like you're just, you know, kind of shooting out in the dark and, and really you are. Uh, so I think one of the biggest things is just from the start, track your results. Um, and, uh, you know, for us, we, we track that on a regular basis. I can see exactly what our, our top producing, uh, lead sources are, and how much profit we've made from those. So I'm able to take what I've spent on that and compare it to uh, what we've earned from it and get a real, uh, you know, simple um, return on investment. Good. And, and this is another question you can give a lot of insight into. How long do you think a, a contractor should run a marketing program to determine its effectiveness? So, you know, you start ads on a certain platform, how long do you think that needs to run? Man, uh, you know, there's honestly uh, some platforms that I think could even, you could argue, a year might be a little early. Um, just the way that, you know, SEO ranking and all of that, all of those algorithms that the different search platforms utilize to rank. Um, for sure, I would say, you know, three to six months, um, probably leaning more towards the six months. Uh, just that gives you time to uh, go in there, put something in place, make the adjustments, you know, for a few months. Um, usually, you know, I find that it's a little difficult to, um, you know, really compare a smaller time frame than like a full month. But also just due to our industry, um, contracting seems to be very cyclical throughout the year. So if you don't get a good, you know, cross section of the year and the just ebbs and flows of it, uh, you could potentially be seeing things that aren't really there. Um, so, yeah, I would say six months for sure. I think a year can honestly be very beneficial because then you see the full cycle. Excellent. Let's talk, let's talk through, you know, the business growth, you know, a little more. So, uh, you know, you started out, it was you, your first hire was your dad. How did you determine what your next hire should be? How, how have you made those determinations along the way? You know, really it came down to what area I was seeing that needed the most improvement as well as what was, you know, taking the most of my time um, and effort. 
and uh, just seeing, you know, where we need that improvement um, and then going out and finding the right person for that, um, that kind of almost specialized in that area. Then I was able to plug them in and see the improvement in that area. So really, I just kind of measured it on on myself, like where am I spending the most time? What is the most frustrating to me? Because let's face it, not everyone can be, you know, perfect at at, at every aspect of the of the you know business. And so that's really where I started. Good. So kind of going through your journey, you know, what would you say was the first? I'm going to call it uh reset point that you had to hit in your growth where you grew, started banging your head against the ceiling, maybe a little bit, and you had to maybe pull back and, and retool. And then let's kind of talk through that process. Yeah. So I would definitely say, you know, after the first year, um, I was able to look back on, you know, how the year went and it gave me a, a chance to kind of sit back and make some adjustments um, that I think were necessary for sure. Uh, but then I think around the three-year mark also, uh, you know, kind of hit another point where it's like, you know, hey, we're making good money, but there's still these large issues that we're dealing with. Um, and then I would say probably the six or seven-year mark, um, although for us that was that aligned uh, perfectly with the whole COVID thing, um, which, you know, we utilized to, uh, make some of the, you know, hard decisions that needed to happen. And, and it really caused, uh, a point for us to really have to look at things and, and restructure and make sure that, you know, we're running way more efficient. So. Absolutely. So just to kind of timestamp those. So, you know, at the one year mark about where were you revenue wise? Uh, we were at about one million uh, okay. after the first year. That first year, yep. Three years, where would you have been? Three years, we were we were almost knocking on uh, three million. Okay, and then, and then six year six year seven, about where were you? Yeah, so then we were between about four and five million. Okay, uh, in those years, so. And, and then that's uh, really that like the four to eight year mark, that's where it seems like the real work uh, really hits. You know, it's easy right up front to just, you know, do what you got to do to try and squeeze out, you know, some profit. But then to actually put things in place to make them sustainable and repeatable, that's that four to eight years. That's where it really that uh, takes work. Okay, well, let, let's dive into that because you, you you brought that up. So, so what is the work? Um, you know, as you as you kind of assess that four to eight year mark for yeah. for you, what was the real hard work that you really had to do to to keep the business growing? Sure. Uh, so, number one was figuring out you know my actual numbers and being able to track those consistently. Uh, number two would be getting the right people on board uh, and building the right team. You know, there were a lot of times where I hired people that I really liked them personally and still do to this day, but they just weren't a fit for either the company or for the position, uh, that sort of thing. So that was an important part. Um, and then uh, also uh, just building systems and processes, um, you know, standard operating procedures that uh, govern 
how we do things in the future so that um, when we do something well, when something does go well, then we can replicate that um, and keep keep doing it. Excellent. And then this last segue we'll get into, uh, you, you've mentioned this earlier, you've been able to diversify mm-hmm. um, and, and leverage what you've done with Wichita Homeworks to to really start into some other entrepreneurial ventures. Yep. Um, so talk a little bit about that. How, how did you determine when was the right time? You know, how have you assessed other ventures that, that maybe you wanted to be a part of? You know, kind of walk us through that process. Yeah. So uh, I would say necessity was probably the, the biggest uh, um, driving force behind all of them. So for instance, our uh, trades business um, that largely came out of a necessity for good quality um, subcontractors for our remodel work. Uh, it was always hard to find. And then when we did find them, it was always hard to keep a, you know, a spot in their queue and to get um, kind of their um, priority, you know, when we needed something. And so, uh, you know, we met, we met uh, good people within that that industry as we continued to do business and uh, just reached out to them and and started putting together other partnerships. Um, but also like our our real estate investing business, um, that one kind of comes from just our own competitive advantage that we've built um, through the remodel side of things. Um, as you know, um, you know the management of rental properties and that sort of thing is really where. Uh, you can make or break uh, the investment, and uh, we've always had a unique opportunity to pull from the the you know uh, employees and the systems that we have in place uh, to be able to manage our own properties and make a little bit more profit. Excellent. And just out of curiosity, would you you consider yourself a an entrepreneur first, or would you consider yourself oh, yeah. a remodeler second? Uh, yeah, no, definitely entrepreneur first. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always, uh, you know, been chasing, uh, my own, my own, uh, adventures in, in terms of entrepreneurship. So. Perfect. Well, uh, as we wrap up, so, so I'm going to ask you, uh, if you were speaking to the, the new contractor, just starting out, uh, what's what's the one or two pieces of advice you'd give them? Oh boy, um, I would definitely say um, you know be very slow to spend money and especially cash. Um, and along with that would be you know put off uh, debt as as long as you can. Uh, debt is definitely a a very important tool, and it can help you know leverage, but um, so many times I see you, you essentially have to you have to be able to feel the pain of of your mistakes um, up front so that you actually make those you, you actually improve those areas that cause the mistake. And a lot of times debt can be used as like a pain reliever, uh, you know, for for mistakes made. And so I've seen it before, you know, people, oh, I want to start a contracting business. So. They go out and buy a brand new truck, the brand new trailer, all new tools, all that sort of thing. Um, that was definitely something I put all of those things off and uh, it it went well for us. So I would say that's probably one of the biggest things. 
Good. Now let's 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 kind of shift gears and let's let's talk to that contractor that they've been at that million million and a half mark for a while. Uh, they'd like to get to three million, five million beyond. Uh, what's your what's your advice to them? What's the one or two things you would say to them? You know, I think the biggest thing that holds people back is that fear to hand over those responsibilities and to uh, essentially multiply your efforts. So uh, usually you see, you know, guys that are stuck at those marks, they're usually still, you know, doing the the large majority of of the work within their business. And, um, you know, it, it depends on the type of person you are. I was always the you know, the sales type, uh, going out, making connections, networking, that's really where I excel. And so I had to free myself up from the other, um, you know, responsibilities so that I could go do that. So I think it's important. Not everyone has to be that marketer or networking person, but you have to find what you're best at and, uh, free yourself up so that you can do just that. Uh, and spend your time on the things that that really do the the most for your business, and the things that you aren't as good at, you need to go out and find somebody that is better than you at it, and rely on them, and pay them to do it. Excellent. And then the final place is, you know, now that you you're uh, at the the level you're at, what are some of the things that you're focused on moving forward? So what what are you going to be doing to take your business to the next level? You know, I'm uh, still every day. I'm I'm essentially working to fire myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remove myself and what I have to do from you know as many aspects of the business as possible, and not because I don't want to actually you know have to show up to work or anything like that, but so that my uh, role in it is is less um, you know pertinent to the success of it. Uh, that gives me the freedoms that I, uh, you know, really, that's why I signed up to do this is so that someday I'd have the freedom of of time and, and money to be able to do my own things. Excellent. Well, I appreciate all your insights today. Any final thoughts that you want to give our audience? You know, the, the only thing I can say is, uh, you know, entrepreneurship isn't necessarily for everyone. And, and uh, you know, I've seen a lot of I've had experiences that have gone really well with partners um, and I've I've had, you know, experiences that didn't go as well. And it really comes down to whether or not you've got that drive and that passion to keep going, even when all the numbers say that, you know, you're not going to make it because I know I've come to that multiple times. Good. And uh, Nathan, if people want to learn more about you, Wichita Homeworks, where can they go? Yeah, uh, you can check us out online, uh, wichitahomeworks.com. And uh, we're also very active across all social media. So more than happy to talk with anyone. Excellent. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Digital Remodeler Podcast.